All right, greetings, friends. My name is Weston Nakamura from Blockworks Macro in Tokyo. It is Thursday, August 24th, after Asian markets close, and welcome to the Market Depth Podcast, bringing you global market commentary and analysis from the Asia-Pacific trading session so that you know what happened overnight and what happened overnight. We got a first market reaction, first real market reaction to NVIDIA's latest quarterly earnings after U.S. market close in what may very well be and likely is the most closely watched corporate earnings release globally in all of 2023 thus far. Given that NVIDIA's prior quarter's earnings announcement of a massive surprise guidance beat, that had triggered this enormous boom in AI stocks and such that that drove global indices to rally. Okay, So I'm going to go over what happened in Asia markets today with related names and stocks in the AI space after this NVIDIA Q2 earnings guidance, which once again beat an already very optimistic consensus with the stock already up some 200 whatever percent, you know, year to date. And then the company's forecasting strong demand for AI development that's going to last well into 2024, according to NVIDIA CEO um, Jensen Huang. And the reason that the Asia trading session is important to observe in these sort of situations is simply because Asia is the first region globally that starts every new trading day okay the asia session is the first real market reaction to a post u.s close development or earnings release or whatever me may be of market consequence um, and therefore watching the asia trading session in full that can shed some very useful light on what to expect in the you know at the following u.s session open as well as in europe um, yes, there's after hours trading in the US, right? You know, after market, post market trading. And that was showing what, like a 8% rise or so in NVIDIA shares upon the earnings release and the earnings call and all that. But generally speaking, after hours trading, it's not really like, it's not only is it not, you know, an automatically accurate representation of what the real market reaction is. Right, because generally speaking, like after hours trading, it's pretty much just a you know it's a reflection of just a handful of institutional block trading that's going on. But the problem is that if you then take that you know that price action that you see going on you know on, on CNBC and Bloomberg and all that, if you take that as an equivalent to be like the real market reaction, well, it could be a very you know a very false signal. Okay. Well, now, with that said, after hours market prices can be exactly what the next day's cash trading session looks like. But it's it's, it's still not the full market um, participants all acting together either way. Okay, so just don't put too much, too much reading into after hours reactions, just generally speaking. Particularly when we're talking about like an entire thematic trade globally, you know, in this case, AI, right? Case in point, Japan ticker 6857 Adventist Corp, which is a Nikkei index uh, heavyweight um, and actually on like a one-year basis Advantis has actually returned almost nearly as much as Nvidia's shares have um, and also just like Nvidia itself Advantis was already massively up on the year heading into last quarter's Q1 Nvidia earnings and then Nvidia has this massive blowout guidance figure and then also just like Nvidia itself Advantis then really broke out massively upon these earnings releases 
at the following Japan Cash Equity Open um, and mirrored the price action for the next several weeks uh, following. So, therefore, watching Advantist's full Japan Cash Equity trading session today after the NVIDIA earnings and earnings calls, that could provide a very useful look into what the AI-themed market reaction to NVIDIA's earnings are. In fact, I would even say that Advantis, you know, trading during the Japan Cash Equity session today would provide an even better market read than the NVIDIA after hours trading. And then also on the index level, if we want to just see how NDX, how the NASDAQ 100 has been performing, we can just take a look alongside the Nikkei index, as I've been discussing this theme over the past several months on market depth. In fact, let me just remind you what I've been saying regarding the global AI rally, the NDX upside, and all that since May. So the AI-themed rally, and even just NVIDIA stock itself, the price action has been very tightly correlated with the Japan equity market breakout, the Nikkei index. And in fact, as followers of market depth would know, I would even suggest that the AI rally and the NDX rally has been driven by Japan and the Nikkei index, if not at the very least trading alongside Japan in price action for that initial upside leg. And then let me also just remind you of what I've been saying most recently, which is that the NDX downside, that has been driven by price action on the Chinese yuan. Okay, so let's just revisit what my case was for this Japan Nikkei driven upside on NDX from May and then the Chinese yuan driven downside on NDX month to date in August. Okay, and then after that, with all that context, then we'll take a look at NVIDIA and, you know, NDX futures price action following the earnings release over the course of the Asia trading session today. And let's see what's driving what. Okay, but it's important to have that context in mind. So just to start, this is a clip of a prior episode of Market Depth, one of many, many, many in which I discuss and explain how, you know, Japan equities, the NASDAQ 100, NVIDIA and AI, how they're all intertwined in price action, how they are, why they are, and all of that, okay? So this particular clip is from, let's see, June 13th of this year. And the episode is called, Why is the NASDAQ Rallying? And I explain how and why this mechanism works or exists. You know, it's usually Japan that follows what happens in the U.S. trading session overnight. And that force is still very much alive and well. Um, and it will always be, for that matter. My default setting is to think of Japan markets following U.S. overnight, unless proven otherwise, okay? And so this is the proving otherwise. In the current market setup, Japan markets are dictating the otherwise quiet and directionless U.S. markets, okay? And as I showed you earlier, this is just a continuation of what has been the case in the last two months or more. In fact, said market activity led by Japan and followed by U.S. equities, um, that's being driven by U.S.-based international equity managers. U.S. equity investors are currently sitting on their hands, and they have been all year. Why? It's a confluence of reasons, okay? They're, first of all, they're coming off of a horrendous year of 2022, and so some of them are still shell-shocked. But among those who, are, who weren't shell-shocked, many of them 
opened the new year in 2023 and came out the gate swinging, being high conviction long China. And then they got decimated quickly. Okay, same goes for commodity bulls, carryover from last year's wins and all that kind of stuff, right? Then we have a, unite, a U.S. banking crisis, and then we have extreme rate volatility, okay? And then amidst all of this, meanwhile, for once, you actually get paid for like 5% to sit in cash and wait out the storm. And everybody and their mother is expecting this like coming recession or something, right? In that kind of like sentiment environment, that means that should a momentum theme emerge somewhere in equity land and get traction from the more aggressive managers and traders who are um, quick to, you know, piling in and thereby make the upside promise, you know, a self-fulfilling reality that feeds upon itself, then those thematic trends stand out even more against a backdrop of tumbleweeds elsewhere in markets. What has been the nearly unanimous top conviction like in focus and capital vacuuming thematic equity trend that's emerged in the rubble of the, you know, China reopen that never came. Well, there's two in 2023. One of them is, of course, AI. But the other one is the long Japan trade. So this is the Nikkei 225 index against the U.S. SOX semiconductor index. And then Nikkei futures and NVIDIA and the, the breakout. Okay. Now, obviously, these are not percent for percent, but just look at the price action comparisons of these two. It's stunning, right? And among the top 10 weightings of the Nikkei 225 index, one of them, Advantist, is indeed currently trading as a straight-up AI play, having doubled year-to-date. And others like Tokyo Electron and Shinitsu Chemical are also like semiconductor derivative plays, if you will. You know, you have like three names that are basically ripping higher off the AI boom within the top holdings of the Nikkei. Uh, but, but again, this is an index in which the number one dominant stock weighting by far is a clothing retailer, fast retailing, aka Uniqlo. There's no other stock that has double digit weighting on the index except for Uniqlo. Okay, it's like having LL Bean at the top of the NASDAQ. And then the biggest tech name on this index is number three weighted SoftBank Group, which if that's a tech stock, it's basically an inverse tech ETF. Okay. Stocks up like three or 5% of the year or something like that because of yet another round of record losses on the vision fund that they report. Yes, there are high flying AI thematic growth stocks like Advantist in the top weightings of the Nikkei 225. But at the end of the day, this is like a Japanese stock still and thereby resides within a broader value trap image and reality, I suppose. That's what makes Japan uniquely interesting, especially from US managers. Because what's happening is that effectively Japan has stolen away not just the flows from the U.S. equity markets, but they've stolen away the U.S. equity market breadth and market activity. Like, equity investors are not active in the U.S. They're sitting in cash, they're collecting yield, and they're waiting for the VIX to spike to 40 or whatever. So those who are active, they're only active in five names, and the other active cohort has shifted its capital and liquidity and market breadth and, of course, price appreciation over to markets like Japan and Asia, Japan being the most large liquid market in this area of the world. This is happening at the expense of U.S. and European stock markets. And so if that is the case, then you really do need to watch Japan equity markets. 
U.S. investors at the index levels and at the single stock levels. All right. So back in May, investors were by and large not in equities, invested in equities, overweight or anything allocated to, with the exception of two particular themes that the active capital had dove into, long AI and long Japan or long U.S. mega cap tech and long Japan, of which both were essentially U.S. and international capitals flowing in. It's not Japanese capital. And that is why both, one, NASDAQ was glued to the Nikkei index and price action, and two, the U.S. equity market breadth was so thin because it's essentially the same, it's the same capital. It's that of U.S. investors in both AI and in Japan, and thereby not in U.S. non-tech, hence the missing U.S. market breadth. And the on the other end, tremendously deep Japan equity market breadth, along with obviously the price appreciation and daily turnover and trading activity, of course. So the Nikkei breakout rally to you know three-decade highs and then the AI rally breakout, those were triggered by two catalysts, catalysts respectively. First came the Nikkei breakout, and the catalyst was breaking through the very hard 30,000 level multi-year resistance on the Nikkei 225 index. Again, due to pure foreign capital inflows off of Warren Buffett's endorsement of being long Japan equities. And then came the NVIDIA Q1 earnings and guidance triggered rally. And so if we just add the NDX index to this Nikkei and NVIDIA chart, NDX's sudden rally was driven by a combination of these two themes, long AI, long Japan. And keeping in mind that long Nikkei was also a long AI trade, okay? So, you know, being long AI is not also a long Japan trade, but being long Japan had also elements of being long AI, given the Nikkei index components. And long Nikkei was also simultaneously a long value trade as well also given Nikkei's Japanese index components of non-tech Japanese stocks hence Warren Buffett getting involved and then look here this yellow line is when the Nikkei tops as you can see and it's also where NDX and Nvidia momentum also just comes to a screeching halt and reversal and actually it wasn't the Nikkei itself that kind of killed its own momentum at that yellow line um, and the momentum of NDX and AI stocks and NVIDIA all at the same time at the yellow line. But this this is where China comes into play, okay? As per this clip from August 15th of this year from an episode of Market Depth called Asia Pulls Down Global Equities as the Dollar Weighs on Asia. Take a look. Again. Sometimes markets sell off on their own and have nothing to do with China or the yuan, and sometimes it has everything to do with China and the yuan. Currently, this is one of those times. The current sharp downside in NASDAQ from the start of August to current, that is China and yuan driven. Again, in June, the Hang Seng breaks away from the yuan directionally and rallies alongside the Nikkei index, which has been uplifting the NASDAQ. The Hang Seng has a sharp reversal down subsequently, and that puts the top into the Nikkei index. This is an incredible year-to-day rally, as well as in things like Aussie Yen, um, as well as stopping NDX momentum dead in its tracks. 
Then, in late July, the Hang Seng strikes again, this time coming for NDX. We get Hang Seng rally on CCP policy promises, and as per the immediate reversal yet again, selling off, and that put the top in for NDX, or so goes my view and observations and analysis. So, watch the Chinese currency and Japanese stock markets. The United States stock market does not drive itself in 2023. Upside has been driven out of Japan. Downside is now being driven by China. All right, so there you go. Uh, but actually in that clip, though, uh, it doesn't include the dollar yuan chart on top of it in addition to the Hang Seng uh, index chart. So I will overlay them here. This is just dollar yuan inverse in red and the Hang Seng index in orange. And the reason that I'm saying that we need to have that context with dollar yuan in it is because there's this moment here where the Hang Seng just splits off from the yuan's downside and just goes on this short-lived rogue rally and crash. Okay, that's like the crash that takes the other, you know, the Nikkei, the NDX, and NVIDIA alongside with it. Okay, this is when and how the Nikkei puts in its top. And then this second yellow line more recently this is when the Hang Seng once again does this second flash rogue rally and crash um, at the end of July. And then that puts, you know, that pulls down NDX and, you know, NVIDIA sharply starting in August, right? So that's what I kind of discussed most recently. Um, and then circled here, this is the most recent price action that I wanted to highlight because here, if you look at this kind of carefully, NVIDIA in purple... That splits off directionally to the upside, but NDX doesn't follow. Instead, NDX is directionally, you know, with the Nikkei and China downward, okay? So the question of, is the NDX be being driven out of Japan by, you know, the Nikkei index, or is it being driven by AI? It can be either one, depending on the situation, but in this current instance, it's not AI. It's being driven by the broader index for which international capital is, and that is Japan. Okay, so basically, this all this now brings us to current. So the upside of NDX earlier this summer, that was Japan-driven. The downside from August, that was driven by the yuan. If you need to clarify this, I will leave links in the description. Now, last week, I discussed this yuan downside impact on NDX, in which I said, NDX, NASDAQ futures, NASDAQ 100 futures, and most other DM indices for that matter. That direction will continue to be highly influenced by the PBOC's ability or not to hold that line on dollar yuan. If they can, or if they just did put a floor under the yuan for this current downtrend that started in August, then the NDX August sell-off may very well also be done. Or not, right? Because maybe NDX downside momentum is already kind of in a self-driven perpetual motion. But if this is indeed a mere one, two, you know, few day temporary stabilization, but then Yuan subsequently does get smashed through to 2007 levels and then beyond, well, then NDX also has much more plummeting left to do in continued tandem. That's why you should care, especially right now with dollar Yuan at these levels. All right, so let's see how that just played out. 
here's the Nikkei, here's the Nasdaq. Both of them are falling, and then they both have a V bottom and reverse to the upside. And here is dollar yuan inverse. And here, this is August 17th at 9.15 a.m. in China. This is when the PBOC sets its daily yuan fixing and then subsequently followed up later in the day with state banks' intervention into FX markets to sell dollars and support the yuan in defense of onshore USD CNY hitting that 7.3 level that they seem to be very staunchly defending. Um, because if it breaks through that, then you're likely going to get that new you know, USD CNY high or yuan low levels not seen since 2007. This is when the PBOC had its strongest fixing versus expectations on record, followed up by a lot of jawboning about state bank intervention. And so, once again, going back to this clip, NASDAQ futures, NASDAQ 100 futures, that direction will continue to be highly influenced by the PBOC's ability or not to hold that line on dollar yuan. If they just did put a floor under the yuan for this current downtrend that started in August, then the NDX August sell-off may very well also be done. Let's see if that's the case. Um, obviously, August is not over yet, but let's just see. Here's the Nikkei, here's the NDX. And then here is dollar CNH inverse. And yeah, it looks like on August 17th at the yuan fixing moment, that put in the bottom on dollar CNH successfully due to very aggressive PBOC fixing action and follow-up. And then after that, subsequent to that, you see a bottom in the Nikkei and the NDX. So in other words, not only in this particular instance, for this moment, not only is it the yuan that is guiding directionally where these indices are going, but it looks like it's doing so with a pretty decent lead, at least for that bottom pivot point. And then as of this week, in terms of dollar yuan's upside, I mean, it is very much so uh, driven by that, right? So it's a, just a reversal of the yuan sell-off that is giving a relief rally to the Nikkei, to the NDX. So that encapsulates the lead-up into NVIDIA earnings after NVIDIA earnings for today's session. The U.S. session has yet to begin. As well as into the Jackson Hole, Jay Powell press conference, whatever it is that he's going to say. But it's almost like regardless of those two major catalysts, right? The most important earnings figure in the world of 2023 as well as Jay Powell and his Jackson Hole press conference, as well as all the other central bankers' press conferences or, you know, statements that they're going to make. The markets just don't seem to care. They're just moving with these broader macro themes out of Asia. All right? All of this is context that you have to be aware of and not look at the NVIDIA earnings reaction as some sort of isolated thing and have no background context and no lead-up context or anything like that. What is moving what prior to? That, that is absolutely critical. Nobody, at least none of the God knows how many NVIDIA commentators I've seen and heard, have said a single word about any of this. Or have said a single word about Asia at all. 
despite TSMC, <laughs> SK Hynix, Tokyo Electron, Advantage, all of these semiconductor plays, fundamental and in terms of green and red blinking ticker price action correlation, n- nobody's talking about that stuff, all right? So let's dive into those now. All right, now, before we get into like single stocks out of Asia, in case you haven't realized by now, I'm not a fundamental analyst of companies, okay? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a green and red blinking ticker market analyst and trader. And ultimately, that's all that really matters to me, and I suspect all that matters to you as well, right? Do we care about a story, or do we care about the mark-to-market value of our portfolios? So, look, I have no idea how to put some arbitrary price target onto NVIDIA's stock. And by which I mean nobody does. I'm just being self-aware. Like, frankly, when you have a triple-digit PE multiple on on your price target. You're you're truly a clown, right? Like what what's the point? Why do any of that bottom-up fundamental analysis and pencil sharpening if all you're going to do is like when all is said and done, you just you're just going to slap on a numerator that's hundreds of times the earnings which you've so diligently, you know, calculated? All right, but all right, I'll I'll just stay in my lane of green and red blinking tickers. Um, and I'll say blasphemous things like Warren Buffett is responsible for igniting the mid-2023 AI surge <laughs> by way of talking his book in being long Japan, surging the Nikkei to massive global outperformance, and then leading NDX to surge on very narrow single stock participation. Warren Buffett did that. How ironic. Or how about this? The People's Bank of China put the floor under the NASDAQ for from was it August 17th by way of stemming the plunging of the yuan temporary or otherwise, or rather, sorry, let me, let me rephrase the people's bank of China was able to halt markets from hammering the yuan down further for the time being and thereby halt the minus 5% or whatever August NASDAQ sell off. Okay. Those two things actually are like those, those happen. That's reality. As I've shown many times via many ways, those things are true. Right, but as long as we're doing the analyst guessing game thing, now let me just take a shot with the following wild wild guessing, okay? Here's what I think. And this is like this is seriously what I believe. Nvidia, the green and red blinking ticker, NVDA, despite having another monster above consensus guidance raise and beat, and despite being, you know, plus eight, nine percent in aftermarket trading. I think that NVIDIA will potentially have, so it's going to have a market on open, you know, print with a double digit percentage gain on the day, right? Um, And no, that's not my wild guess part yet, right? That seems pretty apparent that that's what's likely going to transpire. But my guess is what I think is that despite all this kind of wonderfulness in the real world of NVIDIA, in the green and red blinking tigger land, we will not get anything close to that Q1 market reaction repeat. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near it, okay? In fact, the initial upside that I just said, uh, that may very well be very, very short-lived upside. Like, upside that's done and gone by the end of the week, as in, like, two trading days, or maybe less. Maybe, maybe by the end of, you know, one one day, right? Um, and, or, NVIDIA upside, should that happen or not? Uh, 
will also not actually spill over into the rest of the broader market either. Maybe not even into the you know into the other NDX constituents um, or or other AI proxies and sector cousins for that matter. Okay. Now, why do I say this? I'm just basing all of this on what I'm seeing out of the Asia market reaction today, following the Nvidia earnings release. Okay. Yes, it's just only one day of observation, but that's all I have. So that's what I'm that's what I'm going by. All right. So let me show you exactly what I mean. Here is the Asia market end of day snapshot on equities. And it looks like a pretty decent day, right? A lot of green there. So not listed here is, um, you know, is Taiwan, but TSMC. TSMC today had, was up 2%. So I guess that's good, right? But it was up 2% on slightly less than its three-month ADV, average daily volume. But let me just remind you or inform you that TSMC was up 12% the day after NVIDIA's Q1 earnings. All right, so there's that. Pretty muted relative to last quarter. All right, but that's whatever. That's just TSMC. That's just one supplier. Let's take a look at Korea. Look at the Kospi index. It's up over one and a quarter percent, well into the green. SK Hynix was up 4% on 2x average daily volume, okay, along with the Kospi index up one and a quarter percent. However... There was also a Bank of Korea rate decision in which they kept rates on hold for the fourth straight meeting. So there's a lot of that mixed into that Kospi reaction. SK Hynix being up 4% today, that's nice. But following NVIDIA's Q1 earnings day, SK Hynix was up over 5% for two consecutive days back in May. Okay, so that's now two different single stocks. Um, suppliers to NVIDIA from two different markets, right? Look at Hang Seng. The Hang Seng Index had a great day. Look at that, up, you know, 2% on the day. And on the surface, it actually might seem like it was indeed like the China AI plays um, in, in tech that led the way, right? Because you have uh, Baidu was up 4.5%, Alibaba was up 2.5%, Tencent's up 2.5%. However, these were also in response to their own earnings releases. Um, and after getting hammered, like, all week throughout last week's China turmoil week, and, and far more before that, right? And so, again, this is not, like, a direct NVIDIA AI-driven response either in, in Hang Seng, okay? Um, in fact, Hang Seng up 2% today. It wasn't even led by tech. It was the property developers that really rallied. Country Garden, for example, is up 10% on the day. All right, so there goes that market. <laughs> okay, let's, let's cross them off one by one. TSMC, Taiwan, South Korea, and Hong Kong. So let's now look at Japan and the chip equipment makers. Tokyo Electron's up three and a quarter percent. Six one four six Disco is up four point two five percent. Even SoftBank Group is up uh, almost three percent today. Pretty good, right? I don't really care. I only care about one stock in Japan as it re relates to NVIDIA, and that's 6857 Advantist. You know, this is Japan's NVIDIA, if you will, okay? Now, Advantist did close up on the day. However, it only closed up on the day by a 1% and change with inline normal trading volume. Last quarter, Advantist, which was 
already up nearly 100% year-to-date before the NVIDIA Q1 earnings was reported. But after they reported the Q1 earnings the very next day, Advantis rallied 16% on the day that NVIDIA reported Q1. Okay, And then, in the four days that followed, Advantis was up 30%. So, compare that to Advantis today, up 1.6% at close. But that's actually not even why I'm saying that NVIDIA will have a short-lived rally. This is why. It's because of the Advantis price action over the course of the trading day today in Japan. Like, Advantis did open strong, yeah, but then it gave up its gains, and it just closed right at its lows. And you have, like, a, you know, minus 3, 3.5% loss from its intraday market on open peak to the close at its lows. All right? That is very, very weak and dismal price action that leads me to worry about the following day. Um, tomorrow or you know into the end of the week okay because when you see a pop at the open like that but then it and it drifts you know one way down but after the first say 30 minutes of trading or so that's very classic like buying in to short cover position exiting in the first half an hour of of trading okay and that is not new longs that are entering if anything that's new shorts coming in okay so there's an absolute lack of new longs coming into Advantis, despite the NVIDIA earnings and guidance. All right, then I look at the index futures picture on Nikkei and on NDX over the course of the Japan cash trading session today. And what looks like upside throughout the cash session, that just drops off as soon as cash close hits at 3 p.m. for both the Nikkei and for NDX, Okay. So that just shows no actual, you know, buy interest in these two specific tech and AI heavy exposed indices. And in fact, when I looked at the JPX end of day um, list of futures, buyers and sellers data by firm name, right, as I've showed you guys before, doing that like today like currently is a some almost pointless exercise to see who was net selling or buying on Nikkei futures because of how dismal everyone's trading volume was like so I'm looking at it now it's like so City, JP Morgan, Goldman, UBS, Barclays, Morgan Stanley, HSBC all of these guys traded less than 1000 contracts of Nikkei each on the buys and the sells that's like almost like holiday type of absence of of activity just completely dead um it was systematically driven index market for for nikkei index futures okay and then for the broader topics futures goldman's net sell of 3800 contracts net selling for september topics futures that was the standout and then for the rest of them again just dead volume Okay, so there's a very big net sell from Goldman, so likely, you know, foreigners uh, on September topics futures, and that's about it. All right. So although the broader indices in Japan, although they closed in the green, we had about two-thirds of stocks close red, one-third close green, and like five stocks unchanged. Okay. And then lastly on Japan, today we got 
the weekly foreign stock investment flow data from the Ministry of Finance for last week's net buys and sells. This is the data with that, you know, like the 12 consecutive weeks of inflows that it spanned that exact period of time that the Nikkei broke out and rallied, the exact period of time that the NDX broke out and rallied, and AI broke out and rallied. And then at the end of June, when we saw the, that single first week of selling that broke that 12-week streak, that was not only the top tick moment in the Nikkei, but that was also the first week of net outflows from AI stocks, according to Bank, Bank of America flow data. Matched up perfectly. Okay? And so, this latest reading that came out this morning shows that there was the largest net sell from foreigners out of Japan stocks since this whole rally began. All right? The American capital liquidated the most since, you know, Japan and AI fever began. Um, and they did it during last week's China turmoil week. All right? So, right now, you know... At, after Asia market close, you know, it seems like the narrative and discussion is to, to explain why the kind of tepid response to what should be a very strong NVIDIA, you know, uplift is that everyone's waiting for Jackson Hole. Now, what I say to that is whether or not that's the case that people are waiting for Jackson Hole, if there was a strong enough, like genuinely strong enough AI resurgence that was going to be triggered from NVIDIA, like last time, or even if it was like a, you know, a fraction of what it was last time, then AI stocks would rally regardless of Jackson Hole, regardless of pre-Jackson Hole, during Jackson Hole, and post-Jackson Hole, okay? But as of right now, there is no interest and activity in just equity markets in general, let alone in AI plays okay there's just short covering and profit taking but either way it's position exiting nvidia earnings didn't do anything for drumming up the ai theme today in asia so that's why i'm saying based on my red and green blinking ticker analysis and like market behavior and activity observations and kind of thoughts that's why i'm thinking that at 9 30 a.m eastern at u.s market open later the NVIDIA rally will be similar looking to the Adventist one, right? It's going to be short cover upside that's going to pop the stock up at the open. It's not going to be new longs coming in and opening new longs to sustain that, you know, upside. And instead, you're going to get longs doing profit taking and exiting positions. And that's why you're going to get a short lived one to two day pop and fizzle. That's how I came to that conclusion, okay? And also the yuan strength is starting to fizzle out as well, right? And so if that trend maintains, then that'll also be a weight on NDX and on Nikkei as well and on AI names as well, okay? But let's see. These are just my wild guesses. Could be completely wrong. Either way, that's the picture out of Asia in response to NVIDIA. A not very bullish picture relative to what they reported, relative to what the last quarter was as well. So given the amount of interest globally in this particular stock and this particular earnings report, I just wanted to give a heads up from my end of what the Asia first real market reaction was to NVIDIA. All right, so that is it for me. As always, thank you very much for all of your time. 
If you found this to be of any value, of any help, of any entertainment, please hit the like button because it would seriously help me and help all of us continue to do what we do. And on behalf of Blockworks Macro, my name is Wes Nakamura, and we will see you next time. Thanks a lot.